0: So welcome back to this series about skills and knowledge in pharmacy. In this group of podcasts, we're going to look a bit at clinical trials, in particular how we can communicate the results of trials in an honest, accurate and more importantly understandable way. In this specific podcast, we're going to be looking at hopefully the simplest of summary statistics, absolute risks, absolute risk reductions, numbers needed to treat and we'll touch on relative risk reductions as well. So first off, a little bit about summary statistics. What are they, and what are we trying to achieve when we use them? So clinical trials tend to be horrendously complicated, with loads of numbers all over the place, along with a load of statistical analysis. However, we aren't statisticians, we're pharmacists. And the people we're talking to and trying to explain the results of the trials to are also unlikely to be statisticians, although they could be. What we're therefore trying to do is distill down all the information that's in the trial and convert it into something that you can effectively communicate in a really short space of time. Imagine you're trying to explain how good a particular drug might be to a doctor whilst walking down the corridor to the ward round. You don't have time to go through all the detail. You maybe have 30 seconds, which is why you need to summarise it. And for the end points of how good a drug might be, you do this using summary statistics. So there's loads of different ways the results of trials can be summarised. Statisticians, for some statistician-y reason, tend to like odds and odds ratios, and there's another podcast about them in this series. But for normal humans, these aren't easily understandable. The reason is that if you're using odds and odds ratios, we've done too much maths on them. They're really useful for statisticians to do more statistics on, but they've been mathsed so much that they don't look like they're linked to the original data you can't really see the original data in them. An odds ratio of 0.57, what does that mean? Who knows? However, the original data is also not readily understandable. Their problem is that they haven't had any maths applied at all to them, so there's just too much information for people to take in and remember. 347 out of 1,673 people in the treatment arm died, compared to 498 out of 1,592 people in the placebo arm. Again, we can't easily use the information. Which is where absolute risks, absolute risk reductions, and numbers needed to treat come in. They're in the Goldilocks zone of statistics for non-statisticians. Enough maths has been done to them that they're easy to remember and use, but not too much maths has been done to them so that you lose the obvious link to the original data. The Goldilocks zone. Not too hot, not too cold, just right. So how do you work out these magical summary statistics? Well, it's really easy. It's just difficult to describe in a podcast because it's easier when you've got an example written down in front of you. So we'll try with some simple results and see where we get to. Let's go with the numbers that we had before. 347 out of 1,673 people in the treatment arm died compared to 498 out of 1,592 people in the placebo arm. That's 347 out of 1,673 compared to 498 out of 1,592. Write them down if you like, and you can play along. So starting at the beginning, let's work out the absolute risks. So this is just making things into a percentage, which is dead easy. So the absolute risk of death in the treatment group is 347 divided by 1,673, then times by 100 to make a percentage. So that's 0.207, or 20.7%. 20.7% of people in the treatment group died. Or to phrase it as a risk, people had a 20.7% risk of dying in the treatment group. Now, let's do the same with the placebo group. In there, it's 498 divided by 1592, then times by 100 to make a percentage. So that's 0.313, or 31.3%. 31.3% of people in the placebo group died. Or to phrase it as a risk, people had a 31.3% chance of dying in the placebo group. And that's it. It was easy. We now have our absolute risks. A risk of 20.7% in the treatment group versus a risk of 31.3% in the placebo group. We've done a bit of maths, but not so much that we can't see the original data in there, but enough so that it's a bit simpler to understand for everyone. But it's still two numbers in there, so we could potentially go a step further and see if we can get down to just one number that describes the outcome of the whole trial. So let's do that step and work out the absolute risk reduction. So the absolute risk reduction is simply the differences between the two absolute risks. So this is 31.3 take away 20.7, which is 10.6%. If you treated everyone with the active treatment, 10.6% of all the people you treat would benefit from it. The 68.7% of people who would have survived on placebo still survive. The 20.7% of people who die on active treatment still unfortunately die but there's this 10.6% of the total population who survive on active treatment who would have died on placebo. As we've said before, 10.6% of all the people you treat will benefit from the treatment. So now we need to reflect on this summary statistic. Is it a good statistic in that it still describes the trial in a way people can understand whilst getting rid of the complexity that was there with the raw data? I'd probably say yes. Absolute risk reductions are probably in the Goldilocks zone of understandable statistics. But as we're here, let's power on and look at another summary statistic, number needed to treat. So the number needed to treat is exactly what it says on the tin. It's the number of people you need to treat for one person to benefit. If 10.6% of patients you treat benefit, how many people do you need to treat for one person to benefit? Well, it's dead easy. 100 divided by 10.6 is about 9.4. Or if you aren't expressing it as a percentage, 1 divided by 0.106 is also about 9.4. You need to treat 9.4 patients for one patient who would have previously died to survive. Again, is this in the Goldilocks zone for understandability and meaningfulness? It feels like it is. Much more in the Goldilocks zone than the odds ratio, which for this is 0.57. Most people don't understand what an odds ratio of 0.57 means, but they can understand that you need to treat about 9 patients for 1 to benefit. There is one more summary statistic to think about, which we'll cover another time, and this is the relative risk reduction. This is the proportion of the risk that has been removed. So for this, the original risk was 31.3%. The absolute risk reduction was 10.6%. So you've reduced the risk by 32%. You've removed about a third of the risk because 10.6 is about a third of 31.3. We'll go into detail in another podcast of why this is, in many scenarios, an unhelpful statistic. But for now, it's enough to say that it badly falls out of the godluck zone we're aiming for, because we've done too much maths on it. And not only have we done too much maths on it for it to be understandable, we've reduced the amount of risk by a third. What does that mean? It also has the problem that it looks a lot friendlier than it is. It's a false friend. Tell most people that their risk is reduced by a third, and they'll think there's a one in three chance they'll benefit, which just isn't true. In this example, there's a 1 in 9 chance that they'll benefit. Let's ditch the relative risk for now and go back to our Goldilocks summary statistics, absolute risk reduction, and number needed to treat. So the important thing about both these summary statistics is that they summarise the trial outcomes really well. They're understandable to a wide range of people. Not everyone, but you have a better chance of someone understanding them than if you use odds ratios. However, they only summarise the outcomes, not the treatments. So when you quote them, you need to put them into context. You need to treat nine people for five years with fabastatin for one person to not die of a heart attack or whatever. Don't quote them in isolation, as they don't mean anything without the context of the trial. And we're probably now about finished. So hopefully we've given a bit of background as to what absolute risk, absolute risk reduction and numbers needed to treat actually mean and why they are good statistics to use. They're in the Goldilocks zone of statistics for understanding because they summarise a lot of stuff down into a nice, neat statistic, but we haven't done so much maths to them that they've become unrelated to the underlying data for the average human. We've also touched on odds ratios and relative risk reduction, but decided that although they are still useful statistics, they fall outside of the Goldilocks zone for our purpose of understanding what a medicine does in real life. So don't use them to try to explain what medicines do to patients and colleagues. You'll only confuse the vast majority of people. So now it's over to you. The only way to get familiar with the maths and how to work things is to have a go and see what you can do. Trials often present things with odds and odds ratios. Promotional information often present things with relative risk reductions, those non-Goldilocks stats. So grab the original paper, see if you can find the original figures, and see if you can work out our Goldilocks zone summary statistics for yourself. Thanks, and see you next time.